<laughs> we'll see you in court. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. Oh, hi, Mark. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Big Fat Cult movie podcast. My name is Chris Mayo. As you probably know by now, I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, and a lover of weird and wonderful films. With the help of a special guest, I will be looking at a different film each episode and breaking it down into a number of categories. Those categories are sex and nudity, acting, writing, special effects, WTF moments, and gore and violence. We'll be rating the film for each of those categories, as well as giving our overall thoughts on the film, some recommendations, and just talking about cult films in general. So if you're new here and that sounds like your kind of thing, do subscribe. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. This is episode four. There are three other episodes looking at Demon Wind, Samurai Cop, and The Holy Mountain. So do check those out if you haven't already. Just before we get started with this episode, uh, a bit of exciting news. You can now order an official I'm in the Big Fat Cult badge. They are £3. £2 postage if you live outside the UK. If you're in the UK, it's free because that's where I live. Sorry about that, everyone else. Everyone will think you've joined some kind of dubious institution. And also that money goes to support me during these difficult times. If you would like to buy a badge, you can go to www.ko-fi, that's coffee.com forward slash Chris Mayo and there will be an option there to buy a badge for £3. If you don't want a badge, but you want to support the podcast in some way, you can donate whatever amount you would like uh, on that website. And of course, that would be amazingly appreciated. This episode, my guest is the fantastic Tom Tuck. Tom is an award-nominated comedian, writer, actor, and he did a stand-up show all about obscure Disney films. So, you know, what's not to love? Tom was a fantastic guest, and it's a really fun episode, so I hope you enjoy it. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation about this week's film, 1987's cult horror comedy, Street Trash. Are you tired of the same old routine? My wife, my Busting your hump and getting nowhere? This just ain't my day. The boss... Is he always on your back? My ass belongs in your chair, not in your lap, which is where you keep trying to put it. You guys The wife. You know. And the kids. Is that right? They never listen. I hate to see him pissing his life away in them goddamn computers. Do you ever feel like forgetting the whole thing? You think I got it easy? Well, now you can. I'm talking about life! Street trash. Um, hey Tom, welcome Same to, you. to the <laughs> slick start. That's it. We've, we've fucked it. Game over. Right. That's no nice. Thanks for coming. Right. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Tom. Uh, thank you very much for uh, giving up an hour and a bit of your time to talk about this wonderfully weird film. How are you doing? You everything okay in in your world? Yeah, just about. I mean, I could have done with all my work not being cancelled, but um, yes. I have managed to pick up a voiceover job that doesn't happen till end, end of the month, but uh, one, one bit of work <laughs> to replace <laughs> all of the lack of work, so that's, uh, that's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all, and, you, and you got to watch this film, which you know may never have happened if it wasn't for the whole... Uh, probably definitely crumbling. wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sort of quite a, an aficionado of terrible films. I've got... 
I've got quite a, quite a collection of um, post-2002 Steven Seagal movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's a whole special episode that I might come back to you on. So, Oh, well, yeah. If you need, <laughs> if you need the DVDs, let me know. I'll post them to you. <laughs> Are you a big film fan in general? Uh, I do watch a lot of films. Um, my flatmates at the moment are... One of them has never seen the the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, really. Okay. So yep. the other flatmate is uh, taking them through all of them, and I'm sort of dropping in on the ones <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind rewatching. No, thank you, Thor two. Uh, Whoa, <laughs> okay. The controversial opinions have come out early on in the proceedings. You think that's you think that's controversial? Have you seen Thor two? <laughs> I do not give a monkey about those space elves. <laughs> so rubbish. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I do like films. Um, I tend tend towards the higher minded films. <laughs> okay, yes. But uh, I, I tell you what, that I've had some brilliant times with terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched much in the way of cult films? Were you aware of this film before I introduced it to you? Uh, I was not aware of this film. No, um, the cult, sort of cult films probably not on my radar mostly the, the kind of like really niche ma- mad ones yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I watch and then and then the kind of art house things <laughs> do you have any favorite strange films or cult films or maybe films that people may not have heard of well you might have heard of it but it, it's actually it's quite difficult to track down nowadays because okay. it's it's the director's commentary that you need okay to the val kilmer version of the saint wow did not know this existed, but this sounds great. Oh my days! <laughs> it is directed by Philip Noyce, uh, who's an Australian who went on to do like uh, previously done like Patriot Games and went on to do Rabbit Proof Fence. And you go like, it's a, it's a sort of wide CV, but this film is so it's so stunningly inept. <laughs> there's there's a point at uh, which um, Val Kilmer, the saint, you know, famous master of disguise, is is bugging the Kremlin, and it comes up with Kremlin meeting room. (laughs) (laughs) And then you realise that he's dressed as little old lady with a feather duster, and that's what he's using to play. And I swear to you, he looks straight down the lens. (laughs) As if to say, yeah, I know it's dumb. (laughs) I know it's dumb. Wow. But the director's commentary is really special. Val Kilmer, like, clearly, like, committed to doing it and didn't want to be there, obviously. And Philip Noyce is trying not to say bad things about about him, but but really struggling to find anything to say whatsoever. But it's not just the director, because at one point he runs out of things to say so much, he goes over to the sound editor to talk <laughs> about how they made the missile noises. It's, <laughs> it's like, I've, I've cried laughing for so many times. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh. My flatmate from uni used to buy me like just bargain bucket films. Nice, yeah. Um, and I think the only one I've still got is The Horrible Doctor Bones, <laughs> where uh, a DJ manages to make people into zombies with his beats. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty that amazing. Perfect material for this. I will absolutely, <laughs> absolutely check that out. That sounds great. So, what made you pick uh, Street Trash out of the list of? films that i sent you i was googling them one by one mm-hmm. and i was just reading the first line of the imdb not e- not even clicking on the link to go to the imdb <laughs> page just seeing the first half a sentence and i was like there's some- something about the uh, the 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 poison or, or whatever it was the uh, unknown yeah the unknown thing that's like yeah that sounds stupid enough <laughs> straightforward <laughs> that'll do didn't expect the whole vietnam subplot no i mean there's about 12 subplots in this in this film i think but um it's pretty inept isn't it (laughs) and we will deal with all of them in some specific detail (laughs) 
I will. So I bought the uh, I bought the Blu-ray of this. So I saw it uh, before I had the idea of the podcast. I saw it about uh, at the start of lockdown many many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of watched it, took it for what it was, thought it was a lot of fun, and then bought it on Blu-ray for the podcast. And there's a whole heap of you know, there's directors' commentaries, there's producers' commentaries, there's the original student film that it was um, taken. Oh yes, from. I read about that which is essentially the film to sort of squish down into 15 minutes, which um, probably <laughs> was probably enough. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's actually really, it's interesting to see how it, it went from one to the other. But I'm going to read the uh, the Blu-ray synopsis, and uh, then we'll crack into the, the details of Street Trash. It's not hearts that melt when New York's tramps fall in love with a beverage called Viper. It's whole bodies in this gore-drenched shocker that does for alcohol what the driller killer did for power tools. An unscrupulous liquor store owner steadily wipes out his city's homeless with lethal booze that melts anyone who consumes it into oblivion. Can a dedicated cop uncover the truth before a seemingly unavoidable hobo holocaust? I mean, that sounds hobo like... Hobo holocaust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds like a great film, right? You'd buy that if you saw that on the shelf? Yeah, but it's also not right. <laughs> he's, he's not trying to kill them, the liquor store owner. Yeah. I feel like they added that to make it and sound... And also, the, the cop isn't... That, that's making <laughs> he's not the, a good cop. <laughs> he's not a good cop, and he's also not trying to sort that problem out. No, he's more sort of interested in um, petty crime and prostitution. That seems to be <laughs> his, his bag. <laughs> that, that, that blurb does make, does make the plot sound much more coherent than it is. Yeah, I mean, the fact they've brought in another film to make this film sound good is, you know, says something about the quality. <laughs> uh, hey, this other good film exists, and we tried to do some of that. Is Driller Killer any good? I've got it. Well, I don't know. It's uh, I watched that recently for the first time as well, and it's, um, I think, obviously, it was shocking in the day because, you know, someone was drilling into people's heads, and there's it's lots of gore and stuff but as an actual film it's pretty awful yeah I, I, and it's not you know it's trying to be deadly serious and gritty and horrible <laughs> i used to keep it on my uh, shelf next to all my disney films <laughs> <laughs> just, just as a joke in case anyone looked through my, looked through my collection <laughs> yeah it's um i'm not a fan but it does you know it's it's got its um place in the video nasties hall of fame so for that reason it's it's worth checking out so street trash was Released in 1987, directed by James Moreau, written by Roy Frumpkus and James Moreau. Uh, James Moreau went on to be one of the high established uh, figures in Steadicam in Hollywood. So, you know, he started started with well, this. Because a lot of then... the camera work in this is pretty good, actually. Yeah, going back to it, there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't really notice from a, you know, first point of watching it. But actually, it's really well made, and it's well shot. It I looks mean, there, there, there good. Are a, a couple stupid shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a few that have just been thrown in there because we're like, oh, we've got this equipment. I want to whip from here to there for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, actually, during the first death, there's some like... What is he? Yeah. What? Why is do we need the POV? <laughs> yeah. Just say so you got something to cut away to. <laughs> yeah, that that was particularly weird. And they, uh, apparently, the producer and the um, d- uh, director had to fight to keep those in because they were originally very slow shots to establish, you know, the outside world, and then they they sped them up double speed to um, make it make sense in the death. But even so, <laughs> the uh, the director was like, no, 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 those shots, those shots are saying something whilst a man dissolves into a toilet. 
Yeah, it becomes a sort of toilet jab of the hut, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So what were your initial thoughts on the film? What did you expect of the film? Did it deliver? I actually expected it to be worse than it was. Okay, that's a good start. Because there's a fair few of the actors are quite good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, As I say, a lot of the shots are very well done. The visual storytelling is pretty good. There's loads of nice little touches with jokes. Yep. But the script is so bad. <laughs> like, like, it's, oh, oh, shit, pal. What? what? Why are you reacting like this? <laughs> Were you expecting it to be... Because uh, it's billed as a horror comedy, but it's actually quite harsh and gritty for a lot of it. It's quite unpleasant. Oh, yeah, especially the uh, the sort of Lots necrophilia. Of, yeah, I mean, we'll come to all these as, as we go through the different topics. But yeah, there's it covers a lot of, a lot of bases. Well, let's let's start with the first topic on the list, which is sex and nudity in street trash. How do you feel the uh, sex and nudity was dealt with in this film? Uh, totally unnecessary bushes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, actually, maybe the second bush, it like, is at least uh, plot relevant. But it's the, yeah. the first bush, yeah. you're like, and and it, there's a wang, isn't there? Um, well, well it, within the, yeah, I've written three minutes in. First naked couple, um, woman gets slapped on the ass by a man breaking into a flat. Everyone runs down the stairs, Benny Hill style. Yeah, those those were a real uh, a real couple. You you may be interested to know. Oh. They they weren't <laughs> actors who were you know shoved together. They were you know that was a real. I moment don't think you call many of peop- many people in this film an actor. <laughs> no. Uh, on the IMDb cast list, if they have a photo at all, yep. almost everybody's is a clip from this film. <laughs> you may recognise them from scene three and five and eight of Street Trash. Yeah. So, yeah, within the first three minutes, there is a naked couple running down the stairs. There's posters of naked women everywhere in this mm. film. If you look in the background, there's usually some tits somewhere. Well, a second set of tits um, comes in really quickly. I thought, bloody hell, it's going to be a tit a minute, <laughs> uh, you know, on average, you know. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it, it, it calmed down after the first, the first four nips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's there to grab, peak the interest of the the mm. average trashy film watcher, I suppose. But then it's mostly it's just pretty grim, isn't it? It's kind of women in desolate wastelands being. You know, dropped on the yes, floor in, that, in, in, the, in the junkyard. Have you, yeah. ever, do you ever, do you ever read um, the Three Investigators? I haven't. No, it was a kids a kids series of books. Uh, but I, I was just so enamoured of the uh, their like hideout. Basically, was inside a caravan in this junkyard that one of their their uncle owned, I think, and they got into it like via a, a secret passage, and they had all this stuff. It's like, ah, oh, so cool having a secret place in a junkyard. You're like, <laughs> that has been ruined for me now. <laughs> yeah, that really it's, has. Um, yeah, I think it was the director's dad or uncle's um, junkyard that they filmed in. That's where they got the cars from, and that's where they got the set from and stuff. Yeah, there is a lot of grim sexual violence, a lot of prostitution stuff, which I, you know, it doesn't. I think they were trying to be like, yeah, the streets are so gritty in New yeah, York yeah, in yeah. the eighties. Yeah, which, you know, but by all accounts, they were pretty grim in New <laughs> yeah. York in the eighties. But um, the the that kind of when is it supposed is it supposed to be set in eighty seven? It's supposed to be set slightly before because then it's that definitely means set in the eighties because the the director. Um, 
James Moreau talks about, um, yeah, talks about it kind of reflecting the experiences of the time, but you know, pushed up to the max. Yeah, I, I thought the 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 you know the the Brooklyn Oliver Reed. Oh, the um, the, Bronson. The Bronson, Bronson, yes, played <laughs> by uh, Vic Vic Noto. <laughs> yes, um, that his that he's not that old, and no. he's having Vietnam flashbacks, and it's the eighties, <laughs> so like. Were you 11 when you were in Vietnam? <laughs> hey, he's a tough kid. He's a yeah. tough kid. He's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he's whittled some shit, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, apparently he didn't get, he didn't read the full script until three months after they finished filming. So he just, he was just given his... Scenes. I mean, most of his, most of his lines are just screaming, you know, more well, completely nothing to do with anything that's going on in, <laughs> yeah. in the in the rest of the so fair play to him <laughs> yeah 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 i mean he is one of the better uh one of the better actors in in the film he, he holds uh, it together uh, i think i think he's um his girlfriend's pretty good as well for the yeah the... apparently she was a, a big like improv actress in in the 80s and uh had was the most experienced of of everyone and she gets given the most grim part basically just being like tossed around like a rag doll and yeah and and, and the kind of you know the, the the um the sort of glee into terror into anger you know it, you know in another film you're like oh maybe you might have stuck out stuck out a bit but actually yeah. tone wise she's right there <laughs> yeah i think it feels like it fits the film i mean it kind of flicks between ridiculous comedy tits and running around and stuff to uh the more gritty stuff and then so i don't know did you see the did you watch this on prime or on youtube on youtube was the penis scene in your yeah version? yeah okay good because <laughs> I mean, um my cause... flatmate pointed out that like you know it definitely that scene set itself up for an ending that it did then didn't take <laughs> yeah which is the dog catching the penis? That's definitely oh, what should have happened. That should have happened because yeah. the dog, the dog is there like just before that scene. Yeah, yeah. And then they're throwing, you know, a stick around. Essentially, they're throwing <laughs> yeah, this dick, yeah, dick yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. And my flatmate's like a five. A five says the dog catches the dick, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. It would have been perfect. What could have been? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Yeah, no. Apparently, they cut out that uh, the dick being thrown around for the uh, original release, and then it was reinstated for the for the DVD <laughs> and the uncut version. I think that's you know, uh, sexual assault's fine, all the other stuff's fine, all the horrible stuff that happens, heads flying off. But you know, we need to draw the line at a rubber dick being tossed around a car park. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in that scene, is it Bronson that castrates a guy that's yeah. piss, pissing through a pissing into his face? Yeah. <laughs> Cuts his dick off and then throws it around the junkyard. Yeah, they, they play um, piggy in the middle. Yeah, yeah. There's with a guy of... who's been bobbited. <laughs> yeah, lots of shots <laughs> of just people who haven't been in the film up until this point just suddenly turn out going, "Oh, finally, someone's throwing a dick around." Let's <laughs> we can play. We can play that game we all know and love. Yeah, this guy's running around, sort of comically cr- uh, crossing his eyes and holding his bleeding stump. That was a bit, uh, although the uh, how he how he gets uh, a lift to the hospital's brilliant. I thought it was a really good gag when the, when the taxi driver won't pick him up and he just jumps on the back of the school bus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just runs that, up that, that, to the taxi driver's like, no, 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 not again. Get it on ice. Get it on ice. <laughs> Yeah, they actually made three different sized penises for that scene. Um, they made a a real 
you know, normal sized penis for the um when he's holding it, and then they made a medium sized one for sort of long shots, and then they made a massive cock, massive rubber cock for the scenes where it's just flying through the air, like <laughs> two thousand and one, a space odyssey, just sort of yes, drift. I did think, I did think of that. <laughs> slowly drifting through i mean it's quite you know it's quite detailed it's um yeah they've done uh the, the makeup department are pulling their weight there with the prosthetics <laughs> no no uh stone has been left unturned in this film surely no bone <laughs> yeah <sighs> let's not stoop to their sorry, level let's sorry, not do it sorry not... <laughs> <laughs> okay so how would you rate the sex and nudity i mean are we rating it for you know you know what 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 what's the... i know this you said said the scales out of five but what does five mean? Does it mean well, that an, is... ex- an excellent <laughs> serving of sex and nudity? <laughs> I think it's, well, I've always seen it as what it contributes to the film and its kind of general quality. Not... Vibe. Yes. <laughs> um, then I'm probably going to give it two out of five. Two out of five. We've started low. And it might, uh, it might sort of maybe two and a half just for the melting tits later. Yes. Yeah, but does yeah does that count as sex and nudity, or does that bleed into gore and violence? It's a uh, it's you know one 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 tit in each category. <laughs> really straddling. <laughs> yeah, I said three out of five because I feel like it's quite well shot and it's quite it kind of has its place in the film and it could have been you know really horrific and the the stuff that happens is pretty grim but it's sort of handled in a way that feels like it makes sense within the context of the film it does it does make sense <laughs> it's not like it's not just there to be horrific and it's not just there to be um and i don't think it's there to titillate really either no. particularly no there's nothing really i mean there's someone a woman flashes her boobs towards the end just to calm us all down again after everything that's happened oh yes Wendy. Wendy, yeah, the the love interest of the of the film, I suppose. <laughs> we should probably talk about the really gross boss him just spotting a corpse in the in the uh yeah. in the creek and just going finally something. Yeah. That's that's the only bit that I but think. But he kind of... he gets his comeuppance from getting Yeah, yeah. An S T D. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's the only bit that I kind of thought that's just there to be gross. Also, I mean, the fact that her getting dragged out. Yeah, that's apparently. Yeah, apparently they couldn't get um, any uh, distributors on board because they all watched that scene. They were like, we kind of don't want that to be in there because that's not going to appeal to the you know our audience. Or that's not you know we're not going to put money in because of that. And the the director and producer put their foot down and said, this is the film we want to make. We want it to be gritty and uh, grimy and that you know we want that to be in there. But yeah, and then they have all the almost like zombies, aren't they? Like dragging her out of the car, and then... yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense that, because they're not like that for the rest of the time. So I've given Sex and Nudity three out of five, and you've gone for two out of five, uh, and yeah. then we move on to the acting, which I thought, considering a lot of them aren't actors, I think it's actually like it reads well like they all play they really commit to their characters everyone's mad it's all unpredictable there's some good comedy performances some really gross stuff i think the main guy is possibly the worst person who's on screen for that for for any length of time you mean fred the the, ho- the homeless man with unfeasibly clean lips <laughs> yeah <laughs> and such a manicured beard <laughs> He was uh, he was in the original uh, short. He's sort of he's the main character that we follow, but he doesn't really sort of contribute that much to the film. I don't think. 
No, I mean, I mean, I suppose this is bleeding into writing, but like, it, he he shouldn't be the protagonist. No, the younger brother should, because that that's the sympathetic one. Yeah, apparently the younger brother wasn't an actor at all. Oh, you can sort of tell. <laughs> he has he has his moments, but yeah, a lot of the director's friends and family and crew of the film were in the film. The weird sort of Italian New York restaurant owner, yeah, was the director's uncle, I think. He's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the the sort of bellhop or whatever, the busboy, he's pretty good as well. Yeah, he was, um, apparently he did a lot of improv and a lot of those scenes were improvised. Most of the scenes in the shop were improvised, which makes a lot of sense with the mad sort of toothless guy going, ah, my, my, my life is, is awful and you don't understand. Well, I'll stuff. tell you, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. then you'll know. Then you'll yeah. know. <laughs> Tell me then. Uh, and then the shopkeeper looking like a Matt Berry character, just in so. Oh my god! Yeah, those scenes. But then that, but then that kind of level of sort of non-acting acting actually makes it feel very real. Yeah, and... no, all, almost all of it does feel in the same world. So yeah. you've got to give some credit to the director, I think. Yeah. For keeping them together. This during the second death. You know, when the guy gets dripped on. Yes. The woman who comes over and tries to, like, <laughs> she is so bad. She was atrocious. I think a lot of people would have sort of roped in saying, do you want this line? Do you want to do this? <laughs> I love the um, the old guy with the two teeth. He never brushed his teeth. Those were his real teeth. <laughs> and a lot of his stuff was just improvised and they just filmed him and let him do whatever he wanted to do. So, you know, he's fun to watch. Who, who's the other guy? The, um, what's his name? Wizzy or... Oh, Wazo. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, um, so he was... He's quite good. He just worked in the junkyard he, uh, where they filmed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just a mad man. <laughs> he, he was in the original uh, short as well. Yeah, he's quite sinister and dark. Yeah, the cop was an actual cop. This was his first film, Bill Chappell playing Bill the Cop. <laughs> yes. Well, there goes one of my questions. Luckily, I got a backup. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't don't worry. A lot of the answers and questions may come up, but by the end of this, chances are we'll have forgot most of the things that we've discussed. So, acting out of five, what did you what did you give it? Um, I'm going to give it a three. Three. Okay. I went for four just because I've seen a lot of cult films and a lot of the acting is atrociously bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm only giving it a three, not a four, but because the, you know, the the supposed protagonist is quite so all over the place. Yeah, that's true. He's not the most exciting guy to watch. And also nothing really happens to his character other than, you know, he's sort of the guy that we're following around. Mm. But all the, like, uh, incidental characters and all the, like, <laughs> the scene with the Mad Max style window washers towards the beginning where um, there's that nerdy character and his yeah. shrieking girlfriend. They're, they're touching the car! They're touching the car! That was the weirdest The weirdest shot was the, uh, the, 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 glass, glass. the glasses POV. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the, um, yeah, the, the camera guide being like, I know what we can do. This is going to, no one will have seen a shot like this. But it also ma- made it so that he dragged him out of the window of his car and then yep. did a complete 360 <laughs> yeah. degree body slam into into the windshield. Yeah. Which is like, that can't be possible. <laughs> and also there's that whole, you know, they're just stopped while those people attack their car. They could just drive off at any point during that, but they yeah. just sort of, don't worry, dear. I, I, I was in the, I was in the <laughs> army at some point. I, I can talk, to, I can bond with this, with this guy. Okay. Then we move on to gore and violence. Gore and violence, pretty, pretty, pretty big, pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I think pretty much everything that could happen to a 
person happens in this film. People yeah. are thrown through cars. People are beaten up. Have their heads blown off. Oh yeah, that at the end. Oh <laughs> yes, man, the the, 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 the semicircle of meat that's left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, heads being blasted off with an air cannon, uh, exploding fat men, women melting, people getting stabbed with bones, Vietnam flashbacks. I mean, like, yeah, hats off to them. Yeah. They've gone all out on the uh, on the gore and violence in this. It's very, like, artistically done as well with the, the melting sequences are very impressive. There's... They are impressive, but it, it is weird how they are so different every time, like... This guy, his knees go first. This yeah. guy explodes. This woman, her tits melt. <laughs> what, 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 yeah. Why does this case, also oh, this case of stuff, why does it affect people so differently? Oh, There's yeah. no explanation like, to any viper. of it. We don't know. Is, is it supposed to be beer or is it supposed to be a spirit? I think they refer to it as wine. Wine, okay. Yeah. At one point they refer to it as wine, I think. Yeah, I think maybe it's supposed to be like boost. a buck, buck fast sort of thing, you know, like a one of those fortified, strengthened. Yeah, viper. So yeah, the the guy that runs the shop finds this crate of mysterious booze. <laughs> yeah, sort of behind they, they never explain why. Yeah, wh- who put it there? Why it's in his shop? Why he doesn't know about that compartment in his shop? Yeah, why like, he sort of cranks it open with a crowbar as if to say, well, there's probably going to be some old booze behind this weird yeah. pallet in my shop's basement yeah that's that doesn't make sense yeah so this this old booze has gone toxic and makes people melt it's gone toxic is that is that the idea or it's or is um, it supposed... it, no it's uh it's just old really old booze that's gone sort of fermented and gone toxic and is burning people's insides and God, that makes even less sense <laughs> Um, I thought it was like you know specifically a poison design. You know, oh, someone no, put no, it no, there. No. To... It used to be perfectly no. fine, um, and it's uh, it's been there for I don't know ten, ten years. Because <laughs> famously, you know, if you leave booze for ten years, you know nothing good comes of it. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, watch out anyone that's got an aged oak whiskey in your cellar because you know it could take your cock off. <laughs> Yeah, so the way that they deal with the uh, the melting sequences is very, you know, it looks very arty and it's very impressive how they do all the various stages of, like, you know, ankles falling off and arms melting. And But why are they different colours each time? Like, well, one time it's blue, one time it's all, <laughs> all yellow. The second guy, all yellow. And there's purple, there's green, there's red shooting out of one of them. You're like, it's yeah. like just what colour poster paint you could get your hand on that day. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think it looks good though. It's fun. Yeah, no, it, well, it does. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, all, all, all the high points in the film are like ah, moments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the melting ones are excellent. And actually, the when when the when the the faces get to the sort of deformed point, that's actually they're done quite well. And you're like, oh, it still looks like him, but melted. <laughs> and then there's that juxtaposed with the really horrible, gritty, real life sexual violence and the um fights in the street and the people being stabbed and stuff so and then when the policeman comes to the junkyard and that fight and the fights are fairly well choreographed it looks like it's a proper thing yeah yeah i've put winnette's death which is the the girlfriend of bronson her death was particularly gory she sort of (laughs) reaches into her chest (laughs) and then it all falls out and everything starts squirts and yeah (laughs) but yeah it's it's impressive yeah it doesn't go too far like it's just the right amount of ridiculous it reminded me a little bit of evil dead's 
too in the sense that a lot of those deaths are just ridiculous and people's heads flying off and things yeah it's it's have you seen the warriors no that is also on my list yeah it's it's sort of like um, that but with yeah the ludicrous deaths the warriors is quite a good movie actually but it's it's just really silly because there's these all these um different gangs who have these different you know but all these guys dressed up baseball players why <laughs> why, why? <laughs> but that that kind of like depiction of the you know 80s new york the the, the streets but with the with the added stupid deaths <laughs> do, do you enjoy violence and gore in in horror films in films in in general um i'm, I'm not a fan of stuff with eyes but pretty much everything else, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. mind. Okay. So, but there's, yeah, so there, there wasn't any eye stuff in this at all, so. No, I think in the original student film, the uh, Ed's character, the shopkeeper, uh, his eye sort of falls down yeah. and lands on his tongue and then he just sticks his tongue out and there's an eye. So, you know. Okay. They took they, they took that out of the, the feature film. Thanks, guys. It's, <laughs> it, it's too derivative of Buñuel anyway. Yes, yes, quite, quite. <laughs> It's a gory film, but it's not excessive. It's mostly comical or gritty, but I think there's a good a good amount of both. Uh, it's inventive. It's funny. It's silly. It's um. It looks very good on on camera. Yeah, it, it's sort of half half Rob Zombie, half Benny Hill. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which you know, who doesn't want to see that collaboration? Exactly. <laughs> so, what did you score gore and violence in the film? I think a four. Yeah, I went for four. Yeah. I thought it was it was good. Yeah, I thought they did it, did it well, particularly for a low-budget film. Good. And then we move on to WTF moments. There is a lot, of course, in every cult film. Any particular moments that stood out to you as being like, what is happening? I mean, every time you see his beard, I'm like, how? <laughs> how? You, you live through a car near a lot of tyres. Uh, how do you have clippers? <laughs> he looks like the young Jim Henson. There was one crazy not crazy just the first time you see wendy yeah you know she's waking waking the kid up and then the next shot she's wearing something completely different i'm like hang on is it <laughs> where did she leave her top yeah they talk <laughs> they talk about that in the uh, director's commentary actually and they they cropped they cropped a version um because they showed it to a test audience and like 95 percent mentioned that mistake <laughs> and uh then they did a cropped version which is what's in the film now so and they were like only only two people noticed so we decided to keep it in as it was <laughs> um the the real w2f line line was when the cop was speaking to the guy who's just raped a corpse and he says it's the third from the last spurt like load of sperm has the disease you're like ha. <laughs> do, does does sperm like go up like an, <laughs> like geological layers what do you does, I, i'm pretty sure that's not how puddles work you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i didn't even pick up on that moment so yeah well done for spotting that well yeah because he says that the, the, the is, it, is it syphilis is that what he says yeah maybe or is it chlamydia yeah, I mean, they just start scr- scratching his crotch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, there's there's quite a few. I thought the whole supermarket scene was quite random with the guy stealing the, the food and then accosted by the old lady with some comedy music in the background. <laughs> the music in general was quite like, yeah, okay, that's, yep. that, that's the tone for this, is it? <laughs> yeah. Some of it's quite John Carpenter and then it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. now here's do, some do, boogie do, woogie. Do, 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 do. <laughs> What's going on? 
I think at least one of the songs was actually commissioned because they had some spare money in the budget. So they were like, might as well get someone to make a song for us. There's a song on the Blu-ray as well. I'm not sure if it's in the credits of the film, but there's a really good like original song, which is uh, which is good. For, I think it's the Italian guy singing. <laughs> I mean, the whole Vietnam flashback thing is like, what is this? Vampires for some reason. I don't know if that's some political comment they were trying to make, but that was very well, strange. Well, that's just, well, because obviously it is subconscious. That's his dream rather, rather than a flashback. There's one flashback that isn't a dream. That's where he's hacking. He's getting the his feet the femur off the guy for no apparent reason. Well, he turns it into a sword, doesn't he? he turns it into that dagger thing. But why does he do that? He's a tough guy. He's a tough guy, Tom. That's what you do yeah, in those situations. That's supposed to, that's supposed to be the thing that made makes him mad. But in in the incident that makes him a crazy man, he's already crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just hacking off his friend's leg to make a, to make a, a machete. Oh dear. And the, the yeah, the four vampires. Yeah, I put the moment that I mean, this is a just a gross moment, really. But the the dog licking the fat guy's crotch when he's got a little stain on it. I was like, why did they? And also, yeah. I was like, what is is that supposed to be pee or jizz or what is the sweat? Oh no, I I I think that's just the the that's supposed to be the dog's saliva. No, but it's, it's there before he licks. Is that. it? Yeah, I missed yeah, yeah. it. Oh, I missed that. I've watched this film three times. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've seen that moment in HD more than I care to. He's quite bad, actually. As a as an actor, actor, yeah. The, 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 he has some moments, but he's pretty bad. But he's been in a few cult films. He's in the original Toxic Avenger film <laughs> as the mayor, and he's in uh, the mayor, I think, and he's in a couple of other similar films. So they're like, oh, we're really lucky to get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> And I just wrote down the POV shot through the glasses as well. It's <laughs> like, what's this happening? It, it, it is so odd how, how many, like, really quite baffling directorial or cinematography decisions there are. And then how many really good ones? Yeah. You don't get the impression that they had many takes on my stuff. You say that, but they filmed for 12 weeks. You know, for a low-budget film, that is a lot of, mm. a lot of time. That's a standard. That's a standard film. Yeah, a lot of it. I think they just rolled the camera and then were like, right, like the improv scenes in the shop and stuff. They just got what they could, I think. And I think they only had actors for a certain amount of time as well. So I think probably a lot of the shots were <laughs> cobbled together. <laughs> but um, yeah, twelve weeks. You would hope that they did more than one take, but you know, maybe not. I reckon they did more shots on the melting things than they did on a lot of on a lot of the main guys' lines. Yeah. <laughs> WTF moments? What have you given it? A three, actually. I mean, it was not much that took me out of what the experience of watching that <laughs> film was. <laughs> like you, the spikes weren't that that far from where the the general plateau was. <laughs> yeah, if any of these scenes were in any other film, you'd be like, "What is? Yeah, what yeah. is this?" <laughs> Yeah, I've gone for 3.5 out of 5 because there was a couple of moments that were nuts that stood out above the others. But yeah, nothing nothing extreme. And then we move on to writing. You, you weren't a fan. <laughs> well, okay, the, 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 the dialogue, the plotting, the um, introduction of characters, the the introduction of more characters, the introduction of even more characters. <laughs> what like It doesn't... Um, the, the, the structure of... The, we should find something else about about how the box got there so that like so there's there's some you know overall thing then it's a very first is it the very first scene when the brother wakes up from his dream mm-hmm. yeah what it what is that <laughs> he, he's watching some dogs fuck 
in his dream and his brother makes him go out and then the dogs end up humping him and then the girl's like, ha, 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 ha. So, hey, like, the subject of that dream, like, what? Are you, what? <laughs> and then he he then, about his brother, is the funny thing is, I still trust him. <laughs> why, why would what, what you dream impact on what you actually feel about your brother? That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but, yeah, the, 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 the worst thing about the writing is is the sort of, how you don't have a real protagonist who doesn't he doesn't do anything yeah and there's not really a huge amount of dialogue between the main characters i think bronson has like the big meaty speeches like he's he's got some um some kind of political stuff to say about the situation and kind of carries a story on a bit but there's not really any like firm exchanges that takes well, yes, the plot. So, so anybody like anybody who could be the protagonist isn't because of a number of reasons so like jim henson velvet velvet cap <laughs> what's his last scene just seeing the guy from the liquor store blow up and that's it yeah there's the, there's that week <laughs> then the cop what why does he take his jacket off to go back into the thing after he's almost had a fight with the italian guy <laughs> he's the only other one who could be the protagonist I think, and yeah, then yeah. his his death is just sort of well, I've got a knife in the back, and then they <laughs> they bury him under some rocks, and someone gets his cowboy boots. But so the person who should have been is the brother, and you could, and you, and and so because he's the innocent, and then you know by the end of the film, he you know he get, gets hardened to this world, and you're like, oh, at least there's there's some sort of. <laughs> I'm I'm quite quite a screenplay dork, you know. I I like. I like um, I like structure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they focus on all of the other elements first. It's, like... just, it's just a complete mess. <laughs> There's a few funny lines. Like they, they can write comedy, I guess, but there, it's not. Yeah, for a, for a comedy, it's not that consistently funny. Like it's not back and forth funny dialogue. But um, the 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 improvised scenes in the in the shops um, in the shop is funny because <laughs> you can just see them kind of going like, what is what is happening where's the scene going give them give them credit in the edit yeah, um but yeah. but probably probably not in the script <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've gone three out of five for writing i thought it was it had its moments <laughs> tom is pulling a face very generous <laughs> very, very generous I, I i think two is generous but i'm gonna stick with the two because of there two. are okay yeah, there are some bits of, of that are worthwhile. Again, I guess I'm just comparing it to a lot of other stuff that I've seen, which um, mm. in comparison, this is Fair. De- I, I, decently put wa- together. I, been, I have been watching films that are good, mainly, during <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> changes as good as the rest. I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on to special effects, which um, you know, probably the uh, the high point of this Film what they've managed to do with a modest budget. Yeah, I, th- I think you got to you got to give them a five for this. Yeah, I've gone f- I've gone four, maybe four point five, but I've put four. But it's yeah, I good, think it's good stuff, isn't it? Like yeah, uh, it's really it's it's gross, it's impressive, it's um there's a lot of it. They don't just do the same thing over and over again. They've got the oozing and um the <laughs> exploding, yeah, Mister Creosote character. Yeah. <laughs> It's only a wafer thin <laughs> bottle of viper. <laughs> Apparently, they just filled that guy with or the the exploding thing with um any crap that they could find. So there's bits of like the cruise pizza in there, and there's <laughs> there's all kinds of trash and and yeah, that scene looks great. The shot um that establishes 
that is brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that stands out like a school thumb because it's, it's <laughs> so it's such a well composed shot. Yeah, no, they do have they do have their moments where it's it's genuinely impressive under any uh, standards. But yeah, um, I mean, you know, they've made three penis prosthetics, so props to them for attention to detail there. <laughs> props. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Vietnam explosion stuff, you know, they've got fireballs going off and they've got grenades and pyros and, you know, they've obviously spent quite a bit of money on that side of things as well. Visually, both both the genuine flashback and the dream both read as different worlds, which is quite mm. quite impressive. Yeah. You know, they're telling that visually quite well. And then the mechanical head, uh, spoiler alert, at the sort of the almost the last shot, where it's uh you know the decom the decapitated Bronson head that's still sort of his eyes rolling around and uh, he looks up her skirt yeah 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 we missed that from the sex and nudity but that that is a that's like for like comedy that's pretty funny because I was not expecting that final moment of even as his head has been sliced from his body he almost smiles that he's he's looked up one more skirt <laughs> yeah. in his life. <laughs> Just that, yeah, that beautiful trashy moment of being like, yeah, that's that's what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but yeah, just that the they did actually make a mechanical head for that. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And yeah, the the melting stuff and the way they get the composer shots going into the toilet and get stuff to gradually, you know, decompose and oh, that that was one of my fa- favorite moments is when he checks, he, he looks over his shoulder whether anyone's following him. And then you realise that there isn't a wall on three quarters of the building. <laughs> it's really funny gag. Yeah, and no, I think that, uh, yeah, all of the melting stuff is impressive. And yeah, I think special effects is good. You said five? I think a five, yeah. Yeah, I could be I could be tempted to, to a five as well, considering, um, you know, in the context of how they made the film, it's, uh, it's definitely the, the top element, I think. So as an overall rating, what did you... What did you think of Street Trash? I think it's got to come out as a three out of five. I, th- I think there are there are culty movies that might score a five out of five in both directions. You know, like there are films that are so bad they're good, and there are films that are actually good but you know unknown. And I don't think this is either of them. It's not quite either, yeah. you know good enough to get to a five on either scale. I think. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I've gone I've gone four out of five just because. I think the amount of love and passion that's gone into it, like they they wanted to make a, a decent film and it's come out as a decent film. Like it's not atrocious, like you can watch it. I watched it two and a half, three times now and I've enjoyed it every every time. As with a lot of low budget films, you go, it's just 90 minutes, just, just cracking, just yeah. gets on with it, doesn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'd be tempted up to a four, but it, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, somewhere between three, three and three four. Three and a half. Three and a half. I'm three and a half. Then. We've broken him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I think I guess, again in comparison to a lot of other stuff, it's uh, it's pretty high quality for for the film that it is. Did you have a favourite scene? I think it's just the first death. You know, the the toilet melty. The bit. toilet melty death. Yeah. The, yeah. The the, the, ga- the gag of going into the the, the rubble site. You know. It's, yeah. It, it's yeah, the yeah, ladies' yeah. loo. And the surprise of the first time you see the the yeah, effect, it's pretty full on, and how it and you know it, it ends up with the hand still on the chain yeah, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably my favourite scene. Probably, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I've put main melting, which is that one. I think it's I- iconic as well, and it's yeah, it's a very striking, funny, gory, 
impressive technically scene, but also the game of <laughs> Piggy in the middle with the penis. You know, <laughs> not many films could pull that off for want of a better phrase. <laughs> it, yeah, that, just does, sort of... that ends in another good gag as well. This, the school bus is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have a favourite character in the film? Well, yeah, I, I, I thought the, the the Brooklyn Oliver Reed yes. um, yep. was actually for given quite a tough job and was pretty good. Yeah. I think he's probably my favourite. Yeah, he holds it all together, really. That makes sense. I've gone for the character they call Black Suit, which is the old toothless <laughs> man in the shop, talking about the struggles of his life, who then sadly melts. A lot of these cult films, the, the smaller, mad, incidental characters are the ones that you remember the most. Cool. Well, now we move on to what is arguably the most important part of the podcast. Dun, dun, dun. It's the quiz. Are you a good quizzer? Do you feel confident about your um, what you noticed in this film? <laughs> I, I'd sort of forgotten about the question when I, when I was making my notes during the film, so I then had to sort of re- reconstruct yes. um, my experience. I, sh- I should have written really specific things down as I was going through. Um, so I think mine <laughs> might be quite easy for you. I mean, I, I'll ask you tr- not to look at your copious notes. No, 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 I won't. I won't. I'll just go from uh, from, yeah my haunting uh, flashbacks that I play <laughs> daily in my head. So would you like to go first or second, Tom? Uh, I'll, I'll ask you first. Okay. Question one. What is the name of the first character to die? Um... Eyes here, eyes here, eyes here. <laughs> what is the name of the f- oh, the first character? Oh, it's well, the guy in the toilet, right? Yeah. Is it Wizzy? No. Is it not? It's Paulie. Wizzy. Wizzy's the other guy. Oh, yeah, Paulie, his friend. Damn it. Nilpois. Okay, you got me. Question two. How many prostitutes are in the van? <laughs> that famous uh, children's song. How many prostitutes <laughs> in the van? Do-da, <laughs> Oh, that scene. How many leather boots do they have? Oh, <laughs> Don't try and distract me with witticisms, Tom. I'm going to say seven. So close, it was eight. Oh. I think if you can, if, if you remember the shot, you know, it does, it does look quite even, so. Yeah, I thought there were three but on the left and six, four eight, on the six, right. Six, eight, or ten. Yeah. I thought there was... Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Question three. What's the name of the production company? Uh, Chaos Productions? Yes. Hey, I remember quite the a, thing. Quite apt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, question four. What is the forensics expert eating? Oh, it's it's uh, it's got salad in. It's either a salad or like a kebab. I'm going to say kebab. No, wait. They're, they're, I'll give you half a point for salad, but it's okay. sushi. Oh, sushi, of course. Which I thought was a really, really quite quite amusing gag. You know, <laughs> yeah. ne- next to a dead body just <laughs> yeah. eating raw fish, I thought. It was <laughs> oh, I nice didn't know it was sushi, but there was some salad in there, so. Yeah, so he had, he had two little boxes, but yeah, so the first thing you see is he brings up a bit of sushi and puts uh-huh. it in his mouth. Then you, then you cut to the other shot where you see he's got a salad as well. Okay. Uh, half a point, that's that's fair. So what half am I up point, to so point. far? One, one and a half. One points. and a half, okay. Question five. What breed of dog does the junkyard owner have? Oh, is this specified or is this just you knowing what... Well, it's... Yeah, I know what breed of dog it is, yeah. Doberman? Right colours, wrong shape. Rottweiler. It's a Rottweiler, yeah. Ah, 
you know, let's go with the only, you can only take the first answer. Oh, definitely, 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 <laughs> definitely. But the point is, I did say right wireless. <laughs> I, I, I used to, I used to live above a um, a kung fu studio that that got itself a rottweiler to look hard, um, but it was just, it was just a, an idiot <laughs> puppy in its mind. So yeah. I, I would go play with it and come out with like loads of scratches all over myself. And my family was like, why? It's going to kill you. Like, no, it just wants to play. It just doesn't know how massive it is. <laughs> okay, so one and a half to beat. One and a half, yeah. Okay. Question one. How much does Ed charge for the toxic Viper booze? One dollar? Correct. <sighs> one buck slash one dollar. Yes. Question two. What animal witnesses the toxic melting of Wizzy on the staircase? Cat. Yes, we, cat. Had, we, did talk, we did talk about a black cat. Yes. No extra points. No bonus points. No, but uh, is that a joke that a black cat crosses his path and then he immediately dies? <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah, I'm, yeah I don't, I'm not going to give them credit for that much <laughs> no. uh, attention to I detail. But that's probably the cat they had. <laughs> he was actually the um, the key grip. Yeah, 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 yeah. He funded half of the production. <laughs> okay, 100% so far. Question three. What does Bronson do to the body after killing Bill, the policeman? Um, he removes the femur and whittles a new knife. No, when he kills the policeman, he does something to it. Um, well, I can only take your first answer, so... Yeah, okay. He pisses on it. Yes, he does. He does a victory piss on the... On the he does do a bit of victory after, piss. After kissing... Uh, kissing it? After, <laughs> after killing it. Freudian slut? Yeah. Slit? Slag? Oh, God. <laughs> um, is that why he was so offended by being pissed on before? Because he did No, but that's maybe. late. Is it later or... Uh, um, hmm. But, you know, so if, if he if he's his piss is a you know, sign of victory, that when he's pissed on, it's, oh, you know, that, that, that really gets to him. That could be it. <laughs> there's, there's so many layers to this film. Oh, yeah. Okay, question four. In the supermarket scene, what item is on the receipt that Bert uses to claim he is not stealing? Oh, it's pet food. Is it dog or cat? I'm going to say dog food. It is dog food. <laughs> every every episode i'm like right i'm gonna put a couple of quite hard ones in and then always always the guest uh beats me hoist by my own petard <laughs> question five who is the last person to die in the film is it fred no it's the italian guy in the credits oh i mean You've you've fucked my own question. <laughs> uh, ooh, does a post-credit sequence count as? I'm okay, going to say well, in the actual in the actual main bulk of the film, who is the last? Is one? it Fred the liquor shop owner? No, it's um, it's Bronson. He's the uh, his head right at the end is. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I did the, the last person to melt. Yeah. Last death. Oh, Last death in the there. film. <laughs> they used a lot of spam for that shot, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. It's so well framed, though, when the air cannon fires through him and the head slowly falls. It's so lucky that that's when he's lifting up. The guy at yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got... Three? Yeah, three out of five. You are the winner, Tom. Congratulations. Is it is it a coincidence that I got the same amount out of five that I gave the film? <laughs> Almost certainly, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool, so we're almost at the end of uh, the podcast. It's been a load of fun talking about this 
this cult film with you. Do you have anything to plug? Anything that you're working on at the moment or where people can find out about stuff that you're doing? Um, well, I'm Turley God across the internet. T-U-R-L-Y-G-O-D. So Instagram or Twitter or various other places. Um, Magic the Gathering Online. I might might be making a podcast myself about Magic the Gathering, but oh, uh, okay. I'm waiting for... Um, might, might, might actually get get funding which would be nice um but it's been slowed down by this whole uh, lockdown thing but uh i've got lots of physical copies of my dvd uh, if people would like one and um, send them in for a tenner plus postage nice is that stand-up or yeah it's the it's the stand-up show about disney films ah so uh but only the disney straight to dvd films okay so i've seen i've seen all 54 of them <laughs> which is loads which is <laughs> yeah. loads but yeah it was, it was my show um that was nominated for better newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe. Very nice. Well, I'll put all the info about that stuff in the uh, description as well. And uh, any final recommendations for uh, films that people should check out? You mentioned a few at the beginning, but do you, do you have a, a favourite cult film or just anything you've seen recently that you would recommend people hunt well, out? Well, recommend. I, Uncut Gems was very good, but ooh, ooh, what a stressful, ooh, what a stressful time. Yeah. What a stressful time. Glad I watched that before lockdown. I don't think I could take yes, it. Yes, the claustrophobia might have been too much. I, I did have to, I paused it twice to go and have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> to calm down <laughs> but it really is good i mean i do i do enjoy sandler in in mo- like mo- most of his stuff have you seen punch drunk love yes that's very good yeah i mean i'm, I'm a huge pt P. anderson fan huge pt anderson fan i haven't seen phantom thread yet actually that's very good as well i think my favorite film is probably magnolia nice yeah of all time um el mariachi actually for cult film for something obscure the apple it's an Iranian film. Okay. Um, got no actors in. Yeah, just using real people. Uh, <laughs> just using real apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's um, it's absolutely beautiful. Okay, cool. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, come and chat uh, about Street Trash. Uh, it's thanks been a lot for having fun. me, and, and thanks for putting Street Trash on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll never forget it. You'll never I really won't. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, man. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was episode four of the Big Fat Cult Movie Podcast with my fantastic guest, Tom Tuck. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening. If you're a regular listener, thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast. If you're brand new here, thank you for tuning in and do check out the other episodes if you haven't already. I'd love to know what you thought about the film, about the podcast, or if you have any suggestions for future films or guests. You can tweet the podcast at Big Fat Cult, and you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Mayo. And as I said at the beginning, you can also support the podcast by buying a badge. They are £3, and that includes free delivery to the UK, or £5, including delivery to the rest of the world. The link to buy a badge or donate more money to the podcast is in the description, so do check that out. Any support would be really appreciated. If you can't do that, that's no problem at all, but uh, do subscribe, do follow on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and leave us a nice review and rating if you feel like doing that as well. In the next episode, I'm really excited to be joined by Holly Mallet. Holly is an actress, she is an improviser, she's a musician, she's part of the critically acclaimed film improvised musical Notflix, and the film we're covering is Killer Robots in a Shopping Centre classic, Chopping Mall, so make sure you check that out. If you haven't seen the film, now's a good time to go away and watch that in preparation for the next episode. It's really funny, it's got Barbara Crampton in it, and it's only an hour and 15 minutes long, so what more could you want from a cult film? It's brilliant. That's all for me for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Big Fat Cult Movie Podcast. 
keep watching weird films and i will see you in the next episode very soon thank you very much goodbye (laughs) 